It's your boy Byron the Poet here on Future Perfect episode 86. Man, uh, we had an incredible time last night with everyone who was with us live uh, at the Vox Pop in Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, What an incredible experience. Uh, I thank everyone who did uh, attend and was able to stay with us uh, to also have a game demonstration with the guys from Decoy Games. Uh, I mean, that's extremely cool what they're doing. Not only are, not only are they independent developers, but they're also African-American uh, independent developers who have, you know, basically self-funded an amazing game um, that hopes to essentially, you know, change, not necessarily change, but make waves, right, in this this vast ocean of of gaming um so you know i mean uh we'll post a live recording of that uh shortly uh to every uh to the all of our podcast channels you know if you're listening on apple music or spotify or wherever else uh you may be listening we'll have um a, a recording of that posted shortly but we'll also have uh some live footage that we'll be teasing out across instagram and then up- uploaded to youtube as well um so stay tuned for that but you know um here you know um, it's basically me tonight i got another special guest uh dropping by as well uh but you know i mean i always got shit on my mind so you know i'm gonna let it rip i got some thoughts i want to share and things i've been thinking about a lot much a lot a lot more deeply um especially when you know looking at some of these cultural changes and and just where we are as a people within culture right which i think is a an important conversation to have right now to take a moment and think about um, you know, us in our psychology and, and to think about, um, you know, what it means to be mindful uh, in a space today. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, and, you know, I mean, shit, man, let's just jump into some music. Look, um, what I will share is the soundtrack tonight uh, is coming from my upcoming uh, album I'm working on. This is basically like you know, a medley of probably about 45 songs. Obviously, we're not going to be able to play all 45 songs tonight because that's like, that would be the episode's worth of music and some. Um, but I'm going to play a couple joints that were inspirational for me in, th- in the songwriting process. And uh, I'll also share just some of my thoughts and commentary on why I think these songs are interesting as well. So, you know, it'll be an interesting show tonight. Nonetheless, uh, my boys, uh, you know, they're traveling um, uh, on vacation. um, So I thought I'd hold down the fort and continue to give you guys uh, love the same way you guys give us love. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into what y'all know about Picture Me Rolling by Nipsey Hussle. Look, in the meantime, I'm going to jump back into some Daryl Diaz while we deal with some technical difficulties here on our end. So I'll be right back. Just to 
Hey, so we back. And man, look, dealing with some technical difficulties here. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the studio's uh, audio system, but we'll figure that out throughout the show. Um, I'm sure you enjoyed the sounds of Daryl Diaz in the meantime, because honestly, Daryl Diaz always holds us down, whether he's bringing us in or he's, you know, just kind of just playing in the background while we're talking. Nonetheless, man, I got a special guest here tonight, too, who just rolled up. My boy, Ab, man, what's good, brother? What's good, man? How you doing? Doing very well, man. Doing very well, man. Um, You know, just coming off of a high from last night's show, which was incredible. Definitely um, was. Fine. Hey, I really appreciate that. that I mean, a great job. yo, coming from you, that means a lot. Uh, for sure, because I know you are totally a critic. <laughs> I can't be from time to time. <laughs> um, but on another note, man, um, you know, I think it was uh, it was also like eye opening in many ways. Like just that our content in some in some regard is also, although it can be full of some, full of some fuckery every now and then, um, it's also like inspiring in some way, which. Sometimes still baffles me, but on another note, I mean, it actually is a beautiful thing too because it it does show that like we're on to something that could help move culture in a way. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, it's a uh, watching you guys last night. It was cool because uh, got to see you guys really, you know, just shine and just talk about the things that that interest you, things that that really are meaningful. You know, even the, the, the current events, the topics you guys brought up were, you know what I'm saying? Those are things that, you know, you could have fun with. You could bring your own little your own little spin to it. And I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was really dope. I think you guys did a, a great job. And, you know, from a content standpoint, it's definitely, uh, you know, you guys definitely have something. I think you guys really are on to something. You guys are mining something amazing uh, uncovering some really cool jewels you know what i mean yeah yeah i think that i think that definitely is like one of the things i think i find most fascinating about it all is that you know like we're on we're on to a, a space that is kind of we're into a space that's kind of growing right and changing and like when you look at just gaming culture in particular right like it's it's becoming more and more ubiquitous Right. Absolutely. It's in everything from food to fashion and even unexpected places like the government. Right. Or aviation. I mean, most flight simulations are or the way they teach pilots before they even get in the seat of a plane, they complete X amount of hours in this video game chair. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, drones. Right. When you think about like bat like battle simulations, they're all done behind gaming simulations that are almost like first person shooter games right <laughs> even know? crazier like i heard a couple of high schools have started esports teams mm. you know and that that to me is dope because you know although you know gaming is not i guess what you would consider your typical athletic endeavor mm-hmm. um it gives opportunities for kids who aren't necessarily athletic and fit into that mold to actually be a part of a team, you know, mm-hmm. and enjoy mm-hmm. some of that camaraderie that comes with being a part of a team. And I think that's important, especially in the high school age, to feel like, you know, you know, these kids that, you know, I guess one point in time in their lives, they might be deemed nerds because they like video games and computers and things like that to actually be able to take some of what they're good at and be on an actual team, you know, and, and, and enjoy the 
the same kind of experiences that you might enjoy that, you know, if you were playing basketball or something like that. You know, I think it's pretty cool. I think it gives a lot of kids opportunities to to, to be professionals at what they're good at and yeah. not just, you know. You're right. You're right. I think um, I think that's one of the interesting things about it, too. I think what's also cool, man, is uh, it opens up. It opens up people to like a global community of people, yeah. right? Um, like when you think about gaming, right? It's no longer just U.S. or it's like you know, like um, even Canada and Mexico, right? Or the which is born from like the NAFTA agreements, right? So everybody is intermingling across those international boundaries, right? Facts. But like gaming it has no borders. You know, it's know. it's kind of changing the world the same way Facebook has, right? Facebook in some way is a small country. You know, some interesting facts, right? Like, there are over 454 million people, you know, playing games around the world. Um, and by 2022, there'll be over 656 million people playing games. And that's crazy. Right? You know, I mean, the industry in terms of revenue will be generating $1.8 billion. And that's in less than ten years, man. Well, that that those numbers should tell a lot of these parents out there where you should be trying to focus your children's attention. <laughs> whether it be in front of the screen playing and competing, mm-hmm. whether it's behind the scenes designing, mm-hmm. developing, mm-hmm. marketing, testing. Mm-hmm. I mean, these kids love games. You know, it's the same way we love basketball and sneakers growing up. You know, <laughs> right? That's exactly it. I think a lot of the difference is is that when I was growing up and I was in the sneakers and everything and saying I wanted to design shoes and you know a lot of people couldn't see the industry. Mm-hmm. We didn't see we didn't see the potential growth of the industry mm-hmm. um, the same way we see the potential the the, the actual growth in real time of yeah. gaming. Yeah, like we're seeing it happen. The the, the evolution in gaming is happening happening right in front of us. It's changed right so much from when we were kids. You know, I remember there was a time when you were you were playing a game and you were limited to how like whoever can be in your house at that time. That's who you played. With. <laughs> right, right, you know? right, right. Like right, you know, it, was, it wasn't you know. Now you got wireless controllers. You can play. You can play up to six to eight po- folks on the game now in your crib. Plus people online is insane. Yeah, I mean, shit. One of the things that blew my mind recently was uh, the Mario Battle Royale. You seen that? Like literally, where you and like a hundred people, sometimes like a thousand Mario people, are like playing at the same time, one level. Dude, that's insane. It's it's insane. It was fun as fuck. I played only thirty minutes because I was playing it while I was at work. I found it online, and I was like, and somebody else was talking about it in the office. And long story short, like that shit was like wow, because it was literally all of us playing. I mean, granted, this is this is no different than like. Fortnite, League of Legends, whatever you may be playing, right? But like, I just thought that experience in such a nostalgic game was crazy. And not not only that, but like, but like when you peel back the layers, like this person actually, somebody made this game. They hacked the Nintendo platform or Mario version, and they made this game themselves. It was a complete homebrew. I tell you, my kids are obsessed with mods. Mm Mm-hmm obsessed with mods bro like, <laughs> like they love like, and it's funny i have an eight-year-old and 13 year old who you would think were like huge fortnite fans mm-hmm. these kids are addicted to mario and sonic what like like 
they know they know about all the NES, Genesis, the the the, the Super NES. What? They on it, and they, they yo they love it. They yo, it's crazy. You know what's one? You know what's funny about that? Is there like for them playing old retro gaming consoles? Is the equivalent of us digging in our parents' record collections. Oh, 100%. 100% because it's always a story. It's always a, dad, like, how did you play this game? Right, right, right. It's like for you when you were a kid. Right, right. Like, a couple years ago, we took them to PAX, Mm -hmm. um, which was an amazing experience for everybody. Oh, that's dope. You took them to PAX? That's cool. Yeah, we took them to PAX and... um, we found the retro gaming room. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had everything from the original Atari to Sega. Wow. Old school Nintendo. Two bit games. All the crazy things. You can <laughs> go and you can take, you can, you can borrow a cartridge. Yeah. Where you left your ID, you took the cartridge to the, to the console and you played the game. Yeah. And, um, and they had other places, you know, new games and things like that. And my kids, so we stayed in the retro room the entire time. <laughs> It's funny. It's like, yo, in the office. So we have a new office downtown and uh, uh, actually in a WeWork, right? And um, in the WeWork, there's like Killer Instinct arcade, you know, the first arcade version of Killer Instinct and NBA Jam. (laughs) Me and Tax, we were, you know, (laughs) you know, you is 100 percent man cave gold. You know what I mean? Like. So we were literally up there playing for at least like at least forty five minutes while we were waiting for Zanza, who was always late. Like we were playing like literally like we were just up there playing NBA jams. I bust that ass, you know what I mean? He bust my ass in Killer Instinct though. I can't lie. He cleaned me up, but like it was crazy. One of the things I feel is missing from today's gaming. What's that? Codes. Right, right, yeah. Codes to get you like unlimited ammo and things like like that. Or like the because the contra codes is like the unlimited ammo, right? Or or even like GTA codes, right? Right. Where you get the the parachute tank just drops in and you just like what the fuck? That's cool, right? But I remember like getting the big heads and NBA, yeah. (laughs) Everybody real small, right? You know what I mean? Or he always on fire. Oh like, my god! Like that's Shoot from anywhere. He's right. on fire the whole time. I, yo, listen, this is me dating myself. Yeah, this is back when I used to go Forty Second Street. Yeah, Manhattan, back when the arcades was out. Like, yeah, like fifteen different arcades. Yeah, and the dudes they used to hate me. Why is that? Because I knew all the codes <laughs> to all the most ridiculous things in the world. Mm-hmm. So like. I knew all the, like the one button, like to put in the one button codes for um, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, yeah. One button fatalities. <laughs> that yo, was the worst, dog. Worst, That's the worst, yo. When somebody knows that, because it's just like, well, I'm fucked. Or you hit them with the NBA Jam codes, so, like <laughs> you dunk from everywhere, <laughs> anywhere. You just dunk from like literally mid court from just, the other side of the court. Or you can just shoot, just shoot half. Like you just make every three pointer you shoot. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I, you, know, you got like two hundred point games. Yo, and shit. it's nuts. You, know, you play a three minute game, you got like seventy five points. Like, how do how do you get seventy five points? Like this little, I hate this little dude. I had codes for everything. Being there, just like, like, what are you doing? Like, yo, I, I 
like, how are you playing with coaches? <laughs> right, so, right. Like, you playing with Pat Riley and shit. Like, they had the code for, um, <laughs> for, for white men can't jump. <laughs> right, right, the, right. Oh, crazy. Right. But it's like, the they don't, it's funny. You, it's funny you say that. Like, they don't inject that type of humor into the games or the codes and games it's funny though they do it but i think they got smart right they were like oh you know what we actually make some money off this shit yeah or maybe on the other end it was probably like a Fortnite situation where copyright infringement started to hit right you know so it was like yeah you know we could put this dance move in the game but then we may have such and such coming hollering at us about we just stole the Millie Rock from him, right? Well, you know. But the thing I think the difference was like the types of cheat codes you had in live back in the day. Remember NBA Live cheat mm-hmm. codes used to be like you know you could unlock the dream team, right? Right. Like or you could like you know you could be ninety nine percent from three, or, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying or like. Some crazy something or Michael Jordan, you right, get Michael yo, Jordan get, in the game, right? Right, right. But you remember, like, see, folks don't even understand this. Do you remember you used to get like when Live first came out? Yeah, Mike Jordan, you couldn't get Mike. Had, nah, he was never on the, the game, ball dude. That looked like Michael with Jordan. the number 99, number 99, he wasn't Jordan, <laughs> right? The right. whole time, you couldn't get Jordan because Jordan was under contract, right, with another video game company. Because mm-hmm. after he did what is it, Chaos in Windy City, right? Um. And he was under contract for so long that he couldn't sign with EA mm-hmm. to do live. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't until like later on, I think it was 2K. Yeah. No, was, later versions of live. Later versions of live, they did. Yeah. Jordan popped in after his contract expired. Right. He was signed a li- they signed a license in the agreement. Right, but he was them. only on like the Legends team. Right. So it was past his prime. But they had a code to get him on. So you could get, you can, but you could get him on the Wizards though. He was. Right, he was on the Wizards. Right. But was nuts. What I loved was when the two when I forget it was two K fourteen yeah when they did the Michael Jordan edition I think it was fourteen yeah thirteen I don't know. that I think might have been the when first you the, we can play his whole career out right as a from rookie to right pro well I feel like that's what's about to happen with the D Wade ver- the D Wade version that would be dope that I mean dope. that's because the next game is definitely a tribute to D Wade yeah, so I imagine it'll probably mirror Listen, I just have. Those gaming mechanics, you know? I was like, they, if they're going to tribute D-Wade for the next one, when LeBron retires, I think the next five is going to be LeBron. <laughs> I mean, only, LeBron like, is going to be the creative director of the game, the music supervisor. You're going to watch his hairline just disappear and then come back. <laughs> like, Yo, headband, no headband, right? right? Like, <laughs> wow. That's how we're gonna remember. We're gonna remember LeBron by, by his hairline. We're gonna reference his era by like remember when he had a real hairline? Like, That's it. Oh, he won that championship with half a hairline. That was that was twenty fourteen, right? Remember when he did it with the plugs? Hair <laughs> <laughs> plugs. Oh, that the role game championship. You remember that one? Game, the role game game. <laughs> the game game. Yeah, I remember that. He was balling back then. Too. Yo, he was. I mean, honestly, though, look, you know, people talk like his years are behind him. I don't know if his years are behind him yet. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I think, and I think, I think for for us, you know, this is you you got you got to keep in mind, like Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Drafted in '84. Yeah. Right. 
a lot of us kids, especially if you was like, I'm older than you are, but mm -hmm. so I probably didn't see Mike like get like get my first glimpse of Mike and understood what we, what it was about, what he was about, until maybe like ninety one, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When I really, really like understood, okay, this dude is for real, for real. Mm -hmm. So I had, you know, he he retired from the Bulls in like ninety eight mm -hmm. after that that second three P mm -hmm. came back with the Wizards, officially retired in like two thousand mm -hmm. two thousand two two thousand two. Mm -hmm. From the Wizards, but LeBron, we watched him. Like I watched him in high school. Right, right. His games were on ESPN his senior year. This dude was in this, going into his seventeenth season in the league. Right. We watched this whole thing happen. Right, right. We watched the whole joint. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and I mean, yeah, I mean, literally. We also, I mean, we watched Kobe. We yeah. saw Kobe come in. Yeah, we did. Retire. Kobe came in in what ninety six. Yeah, I think so. no ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah, because he came in what with KG. Yeah. He KG came in. That, uh, was it Marbury? Yeah. Marbury draft? was in that draft. Was AI in that draft or was Steve nah, Francis? Nah, Steve, Steve Francis was in that draft yeah, though. Steve Francis was in that draft. That was a, that was a crazy draft class though. Was. Wait, Dirk. nah, nah. I was thinking was Tracy Dirk McGrady in that draft class too? and Vince. Tracy McGrady and Vince came in later, but yeah, right. but I Dirk think was Dirk was in that class. Yeah, Dirk was in that draft class too. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yo, honestly, between that draft class and and with the two thousand three, two thousand three, two thousand yeah, LeBron's yeah. draft class. Yeah, yeah. There's I, some ballers. I, I mean, it's probably two of the best like complete draft classes. Well, what's interesting though is. People are arguing that this year's NBA draft class is just as strong as that 2003 and 96 draft class. Nah. I don't know, dog. There are some ballers in that draft class, there dog. There are, but... There are a lot of ballers. I think... That, I think... Oh. I think there are going to be names that we don't even know that come out of that draft class. Because the, we, the bar was set so high right. from a Zion Williamson... And R.J. Barrett, you know what I mean? Right, right. And then even I like... I mean, the fact that Cam Reddish even went as low as he did was surprising to me, but I mean... It makes sense, though. I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that got drafted that we weren't that we didn't get to see a lot of. Right. Um, so I'm really, like, excited to see what they can do. Oh, for sure. I mean, at the same time, though, like, you know, there's a lot of, it's a lot of ballers that have been, like, you know, that people have been crazy about in college. Mm-hmm. When you get to the pro, you know, when you Antoine get to the pro, Jameson. Yeah, they 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 fizz a lot because I mean the, the games are different. It like, is the, the pro it game is. and the college game are very different. So is Zion Williams so overhyped? I don't know. I know he I know he needs to get in shape. Yeah, and he still has baby weight. Yeah, he still has college stamina. Yeah, which is very different. From the, the NBA, NBA stamina, yeah, I mean, especially like eighty-two games stamina, right? And he's gonna be, he's gonna start. Well, he needs better shoes. Well, he's signed the Jordan brand, bro. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna get good shoes. <laughs> he just signed the Jordan brand. He's got the second highest rookie contract in history. Seven years, seventy-five million. Sheesh. You know what I mean? That's ain't ridiculous. Step, ain't put, a, ain't step a foot on a, a, a into an NBA game yet. Man, just all I can say is. What if he turns into Greg Oden? I don't think he's gonna turn into Greg Oden. Had had injury issues in college, and um, and it just it's and he was like just freakishly big. 
He looked like he was like 50 when yo, he was 20. He, yo, he looked like LeBron Pops. What's <laughs> <laughs> like, for the fact that the, 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 you know, leave the, the actual age difference? He just looked like he, he looked like he LeBron was 50, dog. Like, yeah, yeah, and did he come in the league? Oh, he came in the league in that draft. Uh, Didn't no, he come in the league? Durant, Durant's draft. Oh, that's right. That's right. He came in Durant when Durant came in. Yeah, yeah. Because um, because that's when Texas had beat um. Because Kyrie was in that draft too. Was, no, Kyrie was after. Kyrie was after. Kyrie was much much later. Right. Much you are later. right. You are right. Yeah. Kyrie was. Yeah. Kyrie came in. I think before Andrew Wiggins came in. Right. It Andrew was the Wiggins. year before Andrew Wiggins. That's you are exactly right. The number one pick in both years. <laughs> like three years straight where they got the number one pick. I was like. The, well, that was after that was after the LeBron trade too to to the Heat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't a trade. Well, good Cause point. Because I, I, I feel like when he left the NBA, was like, oh, we're sorry. <laughs> Taking these picks. <laughs> <laughs> were like, whoa, we weren't expecting that. <laughs> Yo, well, look, this is what we're gonna do now, man. I'm gonna try to figure out this music situation. If not, we gonna bump some Daryl Diaz a little bit, and then what we'll do, we'll come back and um. Talk about a couple of things that have, that have been on the mind, man, over the past couple of weeks, Let's especially around like mindfulness, man, and where we are, like in our psychology as a people, right? Not just as black men in culture, but just as a people, man. Like, I feel like this is a cool opportunity because you know we vibe on this level all the time, but Absolutely. like, I think it's a cool t- opportunity to open up the dialogue about that, you know, to other yeah. people and see what people feel. Hundred percent, I feel we we definitely need to get into that. Well, let's let's see if this shit actually works this time, and we'll be right back. Stop breaking shit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, picture me rolling. My shelf. Niggas look jealous. You gotta control it. Reaching my quota. Mixing my soda. Feeling connected to God. Trying to get closer. Stepping on roaches. Me and my loasters. Just trying to get over. Trying not to get swallowed by locusts. Trying to stay focused. Kind of like Moses. Like somebody chose us. Sweat on my shoulder. I feel these emotions. But still I keep going. I've been to a poet. I've been through the motions. I'm feeling heroic. But life is a dice game. And I dare you to blow it. You might get a strike, man. But that ain't gonna pay for the strollers. It's never enough to console Tell her your daddy your soldier. She needs you right now at this moment. I bet on your back with your roses. To me, I'm just carving a scotia. And fine tuning my approaches. Doubling back as an owner. The moment of truth is the bonus. Call the promoters.
sucker, please. What a shit and fall. Let's put the middle like a Philly brawl. I get a half, you get a half. I got some commas, I'm a nympho. I'm going in just like a dimbo. Shot to Patron to the tempo. Color greens, I'll stay giving thanks. Deposit your love, we gon' flood the banks. Push your weight, never
jealousy, negativity, tongue and With it, we stove with it. Niggas know we gon' get it. Season change. Dodging cops, fuck around and get locked. You ain't never coming home with it. Look, my nigga, I came from the sewer. Don't shit on my past. You ain't come from a newer. You see reason and you see LA. But bitch, I ain't come from no ruin. Just know all my niggas, we struggle for it. Have to hustle for it, cry puddles for it. My pops watch his sister get locked for it. I don't see my niggas get knocked for it. Like, give me that. I carry the llama like a piggyback. I carry my city like guilt that ain't got no forgiveness. No way out, should we locked in the system? Catch a case and they not gon' forget you. White skin, you be out before Christmas. Shit, Auntie Miss ate of those days. Tears from it, had to pray those days, had to slave those days. Should we had to hit up a couple hood giveaways those days? Thank God for every inch that he gave us. Thank God for everything cause he made us. Like when that car bit the block, 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 hit the homie, but we made it to we are and he saved us. Thinking that he could've died, nigga, we was praying to the sky and his mama cry rivers Healed up, but tough luck, he tried to get revenge, had to drop bullets, popped and they killed him Worst part is that he sounds so familiar
tight as fuck. Turn up! Turn the light off, dance. Turn it down. Hey, you roll up? You roll up for the boys? For the squad? No, that's that's time job right now. <laughs> <laughs>
Pulling up in that new toy The wrist on that boy Rock star like Pink Floyd Waving that rude boy I'm waving at you boy Ran off on the plug too Like True Goy Imagine me do boy You could never do what I do boy Still ducking shit that I did boy Niggas in Paris for a hit boy These ain't the same type of hits boy Shit can get litter than lit boy You don't take these type of risks boy Cause this boy been throwing that D like rich boy you miss boy your numbers don't add up on the blow that was 10 years ago if you know you know yeah. if you know you know if you know you know this thing of ours oh this thing of ours a fraternity of drug dealers ringing off i just happen to be alumni too legit, they still looking at me with one eye The company I keep is not corporate enough Child rebel soldier, you ain't often enough A rapper turned trapper can't morph into us But a trapper turned rapper can morph into puff Dance contest for the smokers I predict snow, I'll roker. If you know, you know I only ever looked up to Sosa You all get a bird, this nigga Oprah Layers and ball shorts, coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. You ever been hit with the water weight? Then had to wait till you wore away. If you know, you know. When we all clicking like Golden State. And you and your team are the motorcade. If you know, you know. Been granting wishes like a genie. To bad hoes in two piece bikinis. I've been hiding where you can see me. The sky box is right next to Riri's. Solely responsible for showing rappers how to stand On the front lines when trappers started throwing bands Where were you when Big Meech brought the tigers in? Cause I was busy earning stripes like a tiger skin Brick layers and ball shorts Coaching from the side of the ball court If you know, you know One stop like a Walmart We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport If you know, you know if you know about the carport, the trap door's supposed to be awkward If you know, you know, that's the reason we ball for Circle round twice for the encore If you know, you know Black One Creative Place Thank you for the beat I'm living, loving life Ain't nobody stopping me Doing what I gotta do After a great day I gotta keep on moving Influencing all of my deals Keeping it real in the field Cause niggas getting caught up And niggas getting shot up And niggas getting locked down In a jail 
cell Just trying to make it happen Every day is feeling hell But I'm just trying to tell you I'm living in paradise here I'm doing what I gotta do here If you feeling what I gotta do You know that a nigga spitting nothing but the truth here yeah, I'ma keep giving everything that I gotta do Just to uplift my brother man And extend my hand to the man Who knocked us down with a KK plan Understand when it came down to the shots They was all just from three niggas with KK's there huh, We just doing what we gotta do If you want it, look, I'll tell you what I gotta do To make it look, I'm living digging in the ditches of the graveyards To lift my gems up huh, I'm living what I'm shining, grinding If you're ready to give it, I gotta give it Ain't nobody stopping what I gotta do I gotta see myself in the highest tier It's the real, and that's all I gotta do To feel my man of the year status What up, the schoolboy Q If we gotta move to LA, we gon' make it happen too Cause this is what we gotta do to fly Like the Lears in the heavens And we just moving with the 747s And never losing the fight Every day is a life, we just gotta share the light If you want it, we can bring it Nothing but the true fear If you shine a light, niggas got Buddhas in here uh, We mellow in all of our thoughts We chillin', what up, homie, what up? This is what we gotta do in the field If we ever wanna be the catch, yeah When it came to the dreams, they just flowin' like the rivers of the ocean As I'm rollercoasting, gotta keep it open Every day I'm hoping just to make it an open doors For my niggas and all my fam See, it's just real in the field But I just try to tell them, this is my thoughts After a good day, styling free Like a 747, I'm just sharing the presses of life all on your melon. If you want it, I got it, and niggas, yeah, I be chillin'. If you feelin' my status, come chill with me here in my attic on my thoughts and my spirit. And when it came down to the smoke, yeah, we get it. Uh, good in the here, good in here, yeah. When it comes to the smoke, yeah, it's good in here, it's good in here, it's good in here. When it comes to the pills, yeah, we poppin' them, we poppin' them. That's what some crazy motherfuckers in the street is doing. Look, we just try and tell them that it ain't nothing but a dream that they try and lock you from. Yes, I'm burning down niggas like Berlin walls. And I know when it came to the feeling, I be standing tall. I'm like puking over my country. And it comes to the streets. Every day I'm living low, trying to make ends meet. For me and my people just to eat in the street. Cause everybody getting all caught up in the industries. And they all come calls in the wheels. Still trying to figure out why they all boxed in when they iPods a box and they computer screens a box. And the TV that he watches a box, huh? It's crazy and they don't really understand though. I'm just trying to be electric, Tesla flow. <laughs> I gotta let them know. <laughs> Byron the poet. It's okay, you can quote it. It's okay, you can quote it. <laughs> Pulitz the poet coming up in the struggle. Had to hustle just to live in love life tonight. Living love life tonight After a good day After a good day All this After a good day
Okay, the sun don't shine every day The money don't last when you broke I don't believe in everything they say The sun don't shine every day The money don't last when you broke I don't believe in everything they say Yeah, yeah, yeah My life is like the election Oh, fuck it, man, it can't get too much worse than this Well, at least I'm not in the back of that Hearst and shit But honestly, society got me fucked up I look at everything and in my head I scream, what the fuck? How the fuck am I supposed to not go insane? These kids love their Twitter handle more than their last name They wanna hop inside that coupe and drive up in that fast lane But they ain't never cut a yard or even cut their own main, main Whoops, I think I'm in my mind again <laughs> I'm smoking, man, I'm trying to find my way <laughs> The block is hot, I call it Lil Wayne <laughs> Cause nowadays, man, it just ain't the same Hey, you can lose your life on the block there Or get trapped and raise your baby on welfare Or work a retail job, escape hell for a while And contemplate how this is your life now Or you can boss up and chase them dollars Fix your family, escape your problems Yeah, that's the kind of shit I'm on Fuck your opinions, bitch, I'm grown, look Sun don't shine every day huh. Money don't last when you broke huh. I don't believe in everything they say yeah. 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 I said the sun don't shine every day yeah. Money don't last when you broke huh. I don't believe in everything they say yeah. 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 yeah, I brought the heater for my people at the steeple Smoking weed and playing FIFA on their college campuses Losing sleep and barely eating They gon' hit your phone and tell you that you need to Open up your YouTube, you gotta see this new dude He edify my soul like a nigga got some new shoes He tell me shit like, they don't run the world, you do So make sure everybody in your circle running with you Your life is like a car, it'll do whatever you choose Can't nobody make you do shit, this ain't voodoo Let me show you how to operate in this new school Never let a nigga try to violate or use you And keep a dark side for these hoes like Dooku I lost a friend last year, I'm in a new mood Staying in my room and never talking to you new dudes Weird as fuck, homie, I don't wanna know what you do I ain't talk to my dad in a minute I'm trying to stay cool in the bay where niggas hate if they don't ever make it out Maybe that's why this shit's so hard and no one ever makes it out Maybe that's why my favorite rapper dropped an album that was classic But it didn't get blasted cause it lacked more slaps Then I dropped, shit changed, new sound, new wave I was like, AI, I wouldn't change the whole game Never once did they give credit to the sport they now play And now I lay in my room With this joint every day I'm just asking for minimal stress And peace in my mental I'm blessed But knowing I'm living with less And that is the issue In fact, I'll grab you some tissue And tell you stories you wish you had never heard Or had witnessed You would never wanna have lived with Like when they pulled out a pistol And pointed it at my friend No explanation for it They just pulled the trigger on him And word got back to friends And Nick got back to his mama The thought of seeing her crying Could probably give you bad karma The thought of being a victim My best friend got a daughter If something happened to him She gon' face a life With no father, this shit is really real Like really, really, really fucking real for me I put in all this fucking work Still there ain't no deal for me It's a possibility that if I don't blow lyrically They'll pull me over, ask me for my name And end up killing me I know this shit is new to you But for me it's like a trilogy That's throwing off my energy So I just turn to the beat Thankful that it ain't the street Keep my feelings on discreet Mobbing through this industry Never changing who I am And chasing who I'm finna be Doom like the Kennedys Hated like a killer bee Fighting all that Bullshit, a lion heart got into me I got love for everyone, but yet I still got enemies 
Say the sun don't shine every day The money don't last when you broke I don't believe in everything they say I know I fucked up on that verse, believe it I said the sun don't shine every day The money don't last when you broke I don't believe in everything they say nigga you can't have to sit down in the corner shut the fuck up and take notes bitch just take notes i used to see niggas on tv man i used to be like yo them niggas so blessed you know what i'm saying if i had that opportunity you know what i'm saying back music i grew up on that cash money Bling bling was well known to flash money. Hit the liquor store after my Vic authority. Quick to switch your bitch up, pick up me a thicker shorty. Pistol on me, nigga, ain't no picking on me. We veterans, so it's better if you go get your army. A thug holiday is where your body lay. Me and Trick Daddy come from a common place. So us getting money, that's just a conversation. It's so hard staying rich and Mr. Confrontations. Cigars in the Oval Office, Ronald Reagan. Hug Barack Obama, whisper Assalamualaikum. Live for the moment, die for the streets. Bible on the dash, kilos on the seat. I used to see you niggas on my TV screen and wonder what was life like. Was it all a dream? And then I met you out on Live Nation dates. Came to the realization that your watch was fake. Thought you niggas really owned them cars. <laughs> I used to look up to you, nigga. Uh. Hard to point a finger when you live a life of sin. I'ma bring my niggas with me if I lose a win. Bought a fleet of cars, let the bitches tag along. This little thing of ours, not the ones that tattle along. Omer to the cold, met ball parties with Vogue. Still blowing thick smoke while you powder your nose. Such a head rush until the day the feds rush. That's when you niggas wish you put your bread up. Lease whips, bad blood, that shit'll sink ships. Fast money coming slow, you better think quick. Rap game, so much fuck shit done. That's why this 45 in my truck fit trunks. Fuck a skateboard, I went and got a wraith, boy. Catholic record labels, niggas getting raped, boy. Birdman's a priest, moans in his synagogue. Publishing is a sin, repent, forgive me, Lord. Shots fired, home invasion out on Palm Out. Red bean dead, 
detonators, who the bomb now? Look you in your eyes, nigga, before I say goodnight. And pray that many fresh you get to see the light. Damn, stun, I love you, nigga. Hate it came to this. Maybach music. Uh. You stole them boys' pub and bought a foreclosure. Scott Storch demons in it, which is more poison. I handed over records, never charged a coin. But since the sentiment, I'm talking all along. All Miami issues, Rose had the form. Same way Big Ducky do for me in California. Never slipping, got relationships with the trillest niggas. Tony Draper, Jay Prince, and every Jimmy Henchman. Plenty killers, and I know that Diddy with it. Tiger Chinchilla, really ain't no penny pension. Knew that you would never visit BG. Turk came home, take that boy a three-piece. Shooting dope, using coke, moving like you the folks. Sacrificing half our life for your new music coat. You would give us self-esteem and motivate our drive. But was in our pocket by the time we count to five. I pray you find the kindness in your heart for Wayne. His entire life, he gave you what there was to gain. I watched this whole debacle, so I'm part to blame. Last request, can all producers please get paid? Can't believe this shit, homie. Still love you, nigga. How the fuck, nigga, you touch half a billion, nigga? And your team starving, nigga. You on the island, nigga. You came to my city, nigga. I let you in my city, nigga. What hurt me the most, nigga, is how you did my brother Khaled, nigga. Khaled was loyal to you, nigga. The pain I seen in my brother's eyes, nigga. FaceTime and my nigga, nigga, he took that to the chin, nigga. That's why my nigga blessed. That's why my nigga Khaled blessed. You put my nigga in the hole, homie. I don't fear you for that, my nigga. That shit hurt me, you underdig? Boom. Painful what you see real niggas do when they get the paper, when they get the bag. You can't never forget by Lil' Brun them. I'll never forget by Lil' Brun them. Lil' Brun them. Always remember. Lil' Brun them. This for Lil' Brun them. Stunner.
coming from across the way, smoking. How you get Yeah, on that Kamea Maya, that just how we stay up, stay up at my neighbor, neighbor. Nigga, solid till you liquidated. I never been that way, I swear. You feel just like a Saturday. I might just roll a zip on your head, yeah. But first, tell me the truth. What would you do for my love? I bet you would shoot out the jag, right? You let me crash in my bag, right? You see this cup in my hand, I ain't about to end up seeing twins, I ain't Hope you still fuck with me if I get fine Yeah, it was gruesome, what we grew from, but we grew so many I ain't enough to be where you from, had to be mixed with an Indian Try to say she Creole, I cracked the click hole and lick hole just once again Get my love for tea on Until I tip off a tree bowl The can't sleep done Got the spin Spin done Lost in the shops like a chip, bro I was fucked up down to my last four I was early in sleeping at the studio But last night I fucked the bitch and cute She need a movie roll So we back after that extended music break. You know, I thought I'd uh, show some love, especially since um, we had a little uh, we had a little technical difficulty in the beginning of the show. Um, but back nonetheless, man, with your boy Ab and uh, your boy Byron the poet. But yo, we was talking about some interesting things off of the air, man. Things like you know, in general, like one rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, and like. You know, like neighborhood nip. You know, like the contributions he made to the culture. Um, but on another note, too, man, like you know where he was in his mind, um, and what what that did to enable him to do the things that he did in Crenshaw, in L.A., being a Rolling Sixty Crip. You know, like th- that level of mindfulness that he had was incredible, and I think. When that tra- if you can translate that over into like just where we are as a culture, right? Like, what would that do to move our culture forward? I think it would it would do a ton. I think um, one of the the key points that uh, 
when it comes to you know mindfulness and self awareness um you know when it comes to you know when it comes to pushing the community and pushing culture um you know in relation to nip you know i think there was a turning point he had a turning point mm-hmm. um and that turning point came after he visited Eritrea. Mm. Um, not because it's one of those like typical go back to Africa stories. <laughs> but, um, I think it was because you know he got to see, he grew up you know he grew up in L.A. Um, grew up in you know the Compton area, um, you know, and um, you know he knows that life. Mm-hmm. But to see his dad's side of the family and. Mm. You know, and to understand that, like, you know, there's deep-rooted traditions and, and customs that, that they practice generation after generation and mm-hmm. things, you know, and they, they, they prioritize family mm-hmm. and community mm-hmm. and just seeing that firsthand, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and then having that spiritual connection to it as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and having that just kind of just, you know, just, it just, I think it changes a person, right? When oh, you, for sure. You know. For sure. When you see, because I... I I think it starts off with knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have not figured out who we are mm-hmm. on a on a deep level, right? Yeah, I think identity is definitely you know a, a big crisis, and not just in the black community today. I think you know we talked about this a little bit, you know, at the live podcast the other last night, sure. right? Like identity is a is is important. It's not just about you know what ism you identify with right through genderism sexism racism or whatever or you know in those in those ism categories right it's it's also your sense of presence right like for sure being aware of your actions your thoughts your spirituality you know and the things that complete you in a single moment you know but I- and then being able, the other parts of that though, right, is being able to translate that into an action that's constructive. True. Right? Like the application of those but things. Even deeper though. What's up? Like you said, like being aware of your thoughts, mm-hmm. your feelings. Mm-hmm. I think the, the missing piece is accepting. Mm Mm-hmm. Those things. Mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. reason why we have a lot of people in the society have an issue with identity is because we don't truly accept who we are because it doesn't fit into the molds that are around us. Well, and it's also right, like you know, we're able to post things on social media and use that as a mirror for the selves that we wish we were, and that becomes our lens, right? To the world, that becomes both our lens on life. But also becomes our perception online or our perception of who we are, even to the people around us. And we're constantly dealing with a gap there, right? Because to your point, we haven't really accepted the reality of who we are, right? You post a picture online of you being, you know, of your house being clean. But if somebody actually walked in your house, the moment they walk in your living room, they see fucking pizza boxes and dirty drawers and shit all over your crib. Like it's like, wait, what's where's the? Right. There's a complete disconnect. But to your point, we live these curated manicure lives that create a disconnect because we haven't truly accepted who we really are, right? Right, and I think it's I think also too like a lot of people are so out of love with themselves mm. 
mm-hmm. and so disconnected from who they are internally mm-hmm. that they are willing to allow the world to determine how they perceive themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through likes and comments and <laughs> reposts. Yeah. You know, we they gain self they gain self acceptance and a like. Right. And it's not self acceptance, <laughs> it's it's a community acceptance that then mm-hmm. validates your acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I can like this version of myself because everyone else does. Mm-hmm. But when they don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're allowing an outside entity mm-hmm. to dictate how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. minute to minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I mean, I've met some people in my life who, mm. when I say the epitome of comfortable, mm-hmm. like they live in a skin, they are, like I'm talking about, they, you talk about living in your skin and being comfortable, bro. Mm-hmm. Whatever's going on inside, mm-hmm. they in a 14 room mansion, <laughs> some, they comfortable. Right, right. They don't need, they don't even post online because they don't need. They don't need the validation. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Seeing somebody who refrains from social media Mm -hmm. and and all of the trappings, Mm -hmm. you know, that that, that are out there, not because they just don't want to, because they don't, it it isn't, it's not desirable to them. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't feed them. Mm-hmm. Right, it doesn't mm-hmm. fill them with anything. Right, because right. they can whatever social media can possibly give them, they can give themselves tenfold. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I admire people like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I admire people who walk in a room and don't care a lick about what nobody think about them. And that in itself, man, is a certain level of you know. Some people may call that like narcissism or confidence or whatever that may be. But I think to your point. It is a level of comfortability, right? Or just being a level of comfort, if that's even a word, right? But a level of comfort in their own skin that allows them to walk within these constructs that are honestly, in many ways, forced upon us. Right, we're forced to believe these things about ourselves, right. or we shape our constructs by our associations, mm-hmm. right? And that and experiences, uh, right? And experiences, which is that's a dangerous place to be because you're never, you're never like present, right? You're never like looking at the evolution of who you've become in that moment. Right. You know, you're always re- either reflecting on a past experience or looking forward towards a future experience. Right? You never get to actually reconcile like who you are, reconcile with who you are in this moment, which is the most powerful yeah. place to be in Absolutely. any of these instances, Absolutely. right? That's a, that to me I think was something that, you know, Nip figured out. Right. I think that's when you look at the success of another black person. Right. Like uh, in media. Right. Especially, you know, we were just talking about that, like Jay-Z. Right. Being able to reconcile that and then also being able to practice principles of discipleship um, that allow you to teach others how to also reconcile with their past and their future to strengthen the power that they have in the present. hundred percent. Right. Like. And you see Jay's success because of that. Yeah, I think. I mean, you. I mean, and what what they have in common mm-hmm. is the fact that when you saw them move, mm-hmm. 
they were comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. They weren't trying to be anybody else. They weren't trying to impress you. Mm -hmm. They weren't trying to. They weren't trying to fit in. They weren't trying to be seen. Mm -hmm. Right. Their mm -hmm. presence was enough. Right. Then like they like just being there. Mm -hmm. if, if there's certain people who walk into a room and don't say a word, but everybody. Everybody turns and looks at them because their presence mm -hmm. draws so much attention. Right, right. You know, I mean, you know, I've had the the, the pleasure and the opportunity to be in a room with Hove mm. years ago. This is years ago, mm -hmm. early, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking, you know, uh, 90s and the 2000s, you know, mm -hmm. when I, you know, um, I had my opportunities to be around them. Mm -hmm. And even then, it was just different. Mm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It was mm -hmm. just different. And I could just imagine what it's like now. I mean, I've heard stories about Prince walking into a room and people mm -hmm. thought he was floating. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to say a word. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Michael. Mm -hmm. It's just the energy, mm -hmm. right? And, mm -hmm. and being, and, 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 you know, and more so, I think, when it comes to a person like Prince, you can see, like, that man was so comfortable oh, with who sure. he was. For sure. From head to toe. Right. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Whether he had his ass out <laughs> or wore high heels, mm -hmm. he didn't. He didn't care. He didn't yeah, care. Yeah, he yeah. cared about loving himself. Mm -hmm. He cared about being able to live as an example for some other, for other artists. Just like mm -hmm. Hove and, and Nip, mm -hmm. they cared about their people, their community more than they cared about what you thought about them. Right, right. So that's what really like transcends. Mm -hmm. That ability to lead mm -hmm. and to guide people, mm -hmm. because you're you're not guiding people with the I'm Jay Z. You gotta listen to me. Right. It's a look around you. Right. What is like? Why wouldn't you listen to me? Right. I've I've done a lot of hard work so I could teach you. Right. Now right. I'm willing to teach you. Right. How to get your own. Right. Right. Now if you can't see that as like. This man's comfortable enough where he doesn't see me as a threat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he doesn't see me as competition. Right. He sees me as a, somebody that is going to contribute to the community he's building. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Bro, like, That's it's incredible. time for you to figure out who you are. Right. Right. And get on board. Same with yeah. Nip. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that, though, right? Like, how does all of that play into. Like some of the things that we're now seeing is um, or considering epidemics today, right? Loneliness, anxiety, right? Depression. Like all of these things are just like rampant, not only just again in African American communities, but communities across the country. Is, is this sort of a symptom or side effect of not knowing who you are? Possibly. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different reasons a lot of this stuff could be. I mean, you know, the legacy like epidemics. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm not a doctor. I can't speak on everything. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I I myself discovered that I dealt with anxiety later late, later in life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, you know that is a byproduct of. Uh, unfortunately, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying, um, you know, my therapist feels I have. PTSD. Yes, yeah. and that's, and that's yeah. a, you know that's a that's a byproduct of growing up in a crazy rough drug infested mm -hmm. mm -hmm. gang you know infested neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seeing people get shot, having friends get killed, mm -hmm. police harassing you constantly. Like mm -hmm. it's, 
I didn't think it was a big deal mm-hmm. for so long because I'm like, hey, listen, it's something you deal with every day. Right, right. Um, but those feelings, they they burrow inside of you, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they come out, you know, from time to time, and they show that it shows its face as anxiety or yeah, depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know from my personal experiences, that's where you know, kind of where minds came from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 always um, so. And then knowing that I'm not in that situation anymore, trying to figure out why am I going through this? Right, so, right. You know, um, unchecked trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, on any level. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. whether you know, I feel like people have trauma as children that things that people don't really see as being traumatic, mm-hmm. but you know that grows with you. Right, right. You know, and um, I think at the end of the day is we're not taught enough to love ourselves. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know? And I mean, I think what's interesting, though, is I think in many ways it's because, like, love itself is, like, such a, you know, nebulous word, right? It's completely ambiguous. It's like, it's like, you know, you, you listen to a song from Ty Dolla Sign, he'll tell you what love is. Right. You listen to a song from Luther Vandross, he'll tell you what love is. You know, you listen to a song from Teddy Pendergrass, he's going to tell but, you what love is, right? But like, you know what? But you're looking at right, Webster's, but they'll tell right. you what it is. And that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing, right? I think we need to figure out what the definition of love is for ourselves, 100%. right? Because love, is a, love in, in many ways, I think, is a contract. Love is a, you know, a commitment that you're making towards something, right? Whether it's another person, whether it's your work, whether it's yourself, whatever it is. But you're making a conscious commitment that you will not break because of something that you value. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. It's a a deep connection that you've made to something that you vow to allow yourself to grow with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, you know, to your point, you know, love does mean something different for everyone. It does. And that's fine. It does. That doesn't make it, it doesn't make it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the problem I think we have as a society, when we say have love for something, mm-hmm. it's always an external feeling that you're pushing towards something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. We, there's, there's one word we have in the English language that in in my life um, meant one thing to me and was always kind of like a curse word. Yeah. And as I got older, I realized it, that it's not. And that's selfish. <laughs> because I'm always, mm-hmm. I, I, me, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, by it's like, I'm a giving person. For sure. I don't sure. ask for shit for sure. from anybody. For sure. Now, not to say that, like, it's not, I'm not saying it's it's, it's not okay to ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, you got friends and family. Sometimes mm-hmm. you might need you a mean, word of encouragement. Why not true. ask for it? If you I need mean, some guidance, why not ask for it? Right. You need help climbing another rung. Like, right. You know what I mean? Ask for it. Yeah. But I'm a person who's grown up with mm-hmm. the mentality, like, I don't, I could get it myself. I'm not going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but I will give of myself unconditionally yeah yeah um and with that mm-hmm. though i realized i was pouring myself into everybody else mm. right and and i'm pouring myself into people and i don't got nothing coming back mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I don't even got enough to give myself at that point. Mm-hmm. And then I learned why selfish isn't a bad word. Yeah. Because sometimes you got to hold back some of that for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to feed yourself. You got to pour into yourself. Yeah. In order to keep going. Yeah. And that, that means, you know, to fight the anxiety and the depression... You got to pour into yourself all of the good loving things that you give to everybody else, all the good words and support and guidance you give to everybody else. Mm-hmm. You need to give to yourself first. Right. And whatever's left over, you get, you can, if you feel like you want to give to somebody else, mm-hmm. isn't you're not obligated to. Hey, that's very, very true. You know? Well, I think, I think it goes back to something else that we talked about before, you know, it's like the idea of you never want to be seen as weak. Ah. You know what ah. I mean? <laughs> yo, yo, I mean, like you know, like strength and and pride, right? Are these these words that now have become synonyms of one another, right? But mm-hmm. like, you know, like no one ever wants to be perceived as weak, especially in a warrior culture, right? Right. Um, where you know, saying that you need help is definitely a sign of weakness, right? Right. Into in in today's perception, right? right? When in when in reality. That's the strongest thing you could possibly do. I feel like Common had the best line is like, you know, knowing when you're weak is when you're really being strong. Yeah. Like that, that is true. Because at the end of the day, like when I can turn to my teammate, my family member, my brother, my sister, you know, my boy, my coworker and say, yo, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. Like that then just created space. Yeah. For one, the universe to seep in and help you find the answer. But two, in most cases, the answer is always right next to you. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, too, I think in that time when you can say like, like I can't, I can't answer this. I can't. I don't have. I need someone to assist me. I need someone to help pick me up in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you've. You're, that's that's the beginning of saying like, yo, I'm figuring out who I am. Right. And the person I want to be right. is this person that's not afraid, that's strong enough right. to ask for what's not there. Right. If I right. need a word of encouragement, mm-hmm. if I need guidance, if I need help, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why, like... Having this false sense of strength mm-hmm. and going, nah, I'm not. I, I don't need to ask for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that leave you with? Mm-hmm. That leaves you in the same space you was before. Right, right. Waiting for someone. You gonna wait for somebody to say something nice to you? Right. You gonna wait for somebody to answer a question you ain't asked? <laughs> like it's crazy to think. Right, right. So, so, so to me, when you sit back and go, when you sit back and go, nah, I'm a, you know, I'm a. I'm gonna just deal with this myself, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's weak. It because, is because then when shit go wrong, right? You, you gonna turn around and be well, you ain't got I, no I, well, safeguards. I you do ain't this and I, I ain't have this. I can't. Right. Do it. It's like it's like it's literally like if you pour water on a fucking paper towel, after a while it's gonna break through. Right. You pour water on wood, which is supported by right. layers. It will take 
years to seep through. If that water don't dry up first. Exactly. So at the end of the day, it's like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so at the, it's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, you know, we, we have this false perception of strength. Because mm-hmm. we, we talked about the other day, it's like, yeah. it's like, be, like not being strong mm-hmm. does not just automatically say you're weak. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like we got to smarten up, people. Like, <laughs> you know, like... Right. Like, I, it's like, you don't... Like, I don't use a hammer to kill a fly. Right. Because it ain't necessary. <laughs> I use a hammer to, to bang a nail in because that's when I need the strongest tool possible to right. get the nail through the piece of wood. Right, right, right. But I'm not going to take a hammer to kill a fly. I don't need that. <laughs> right, right. Right? It ain't like... It's like you don't need to you don't need to show your strength at its maximum all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't even got to show your strength all the time. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know strong people. I know some strong people. I know strong people in this world who walk around and show their strength. Right. Right. To, right. Just to show that they're strong people. Right. That's just tiring. It is. And it's I know exhausting. some people who are strong who show their strength when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And those people are a fucking pleasure to be around. Right. Because right. you know what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. But they also make you feel like, yo, I could be me mm-hmm. around this person. I don't got to live up to this. Because sometimes when you got you got that dude puffing out his chest all the time, you feel like you got to puff your chest out too. And so I got to be hard too, nigga. Right, right. I'm hard too. <laughs> right. It's the same idea. Like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when someone like a strong woman, like, okay, cool. I appreciate a strong woman. Right. But I don't need, like, but I'm not saying for you to be strong all the time. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to feel like, like, I'm battling my homeboy. Right. Like, we about to slap box or something because nobody know what they want for dinner. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the type of strength you need because I feel like some people take that shit overboard. Right. I'm strong. Right. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. At the end of the day, it... At the end of the day, what you're really looking for is a person who's a great partner. Right. Whether it's friend, family, lover, whomever, right? Mm -hmm. You're always looking for partnership, right? And then for those who seek to learn from you, you're looking to teach them, right? You you want them to become disciples. Right. So you can lead them into greener pastures. Right. Or you lead them into a space where they also contribute to the family. Right. You know, and I, I feel like, you know, we as a people have kind of in many ways, man, like, you know, we've kind of lost that chain. Right. Like, I, I'll tell you something and then we'll, you know, we'll we'll jump into some music before we wrap up. Like, I had a mentor, man, tell me a long time ago that it's something that really, really stuck with me. And I think, you know, when we were talking off air about Jay, like, I feel like he's figured this piece out, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like in life, right, there are three people that you always want in your life. The first is the person that you aspire to become. The person that you aspire to become creates a perception, a view, is almost your North Star of what is possible. And if you have a relationship with that person, it's even better, right? Because now that person can also teach you about all the pitfalls and potholes that they either hit or had to jump over or deal with to be where they are today. The second person is somebody that's like you, that's in the trenches with you. They're going to tell you, shut up and stop bitching. Let's keep going, right? Because this shit is important. 
I see no lies there, buddy. You know what I, I mean? No <laughs> right? Like, they're going to tell you, like, yo, stay focused. And, and they keep you accountable just like you keep them accountable. Yeah. And then the last person, actually, is probably the most important person in the chain here. It's the person that aspires to be you. Mm. Because the thing that person does for you is that they, they keep you focused. Because you never want to look fucked up in their eyes. Yo, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, you never want them yeah. to look at you like you're off of your game. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And they, in, a, in some weird way, like, teach you. I mean, in, in many ways, right? They're managing up, right? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, I think if you look at and 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 what's real about that is, mm -hmm. like, you know... And, in the sense of, I guess, in a, we talk about self awareness. Yeah, a self aware individual will look at the person below them mm -hmm. and say, "That's motivating me to keep going, mm -hmm. not the person I'm trying to catch." Mm -hmm. Because inevitably, if you do the work, you're gonna get there. Right. But if you don't do the work, right, you're not disappointing the guy that's above you. Right. You're right. Good. Right. Exactly. You're disappointing the one that's below you. Right. And your boy and next to you. And the one that's next to you, he gonna like, he gonna keep following. He gonna look. <laughs> he gonna be like this, dude. You do whatever you want. I'm gonna right. keep going, right? <laughs> right, Because right. at the end of the day, like, you know, it's it's like the person that's like you is your that's your that's your comrade. That's right. your soldier. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. And when a soldier gets wounded, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if they can't carry you long enough, they gotta leave you. Right. Exactly. Right. To complete the mission. That's exactly it. You know what I'm saying? So like, at the end of the day, like, you got. Dude behind you that's looking up to you mm -hmm. going, oh, well, you know, he look like he looking fucked up now. Yeah. But this other dude, he's pushing. Right, right. Go follow him now. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because he's still following the North Star. Mm -hmm. So that's how you got to think about, like, that's supposed to motivate you. Right, exactly. Like, my kids, mm -hmm. they tell me they look up to me, which mm -hmm. means a lot to me. For sure, man. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And yeah. the fact of the matter is... It doesn't matter who I'm around, mm -hmm. and I like I, I know I know people who done did some who done been places, got money, been, yeah. know a lot of folks, yeah, and those people don't motivate me the way my kids motivate me mm -hmm. because I won't because if I fail, I don't disappoint them. I don't right. disappoint the other folks, right. Right. They good. Right. They got money. Exactly. I'm not disappointing them. They might little damn, you know, he had potential, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. They they can move on. Yeah. My kids will look at me and be like, dang, dad. <laughs> Your kids will call you out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be fair, they probably would. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially my little one, the youngest one, he'll he he be yo. No, no cap. He be on his shit. He be on some shit sometimes. As the CEO, yeah. Yo, he on though. No cap. He be on his shit. Your man, he, like, yo, he be seeing folks out in the street, like just you be like, yo, dad, why he, why he, why he ain't got a car? He thirty. Why he out? Why he at the? You know what I'm saying? Why he outside why chilling? He, why he on the line bike, dad? Right. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy because like kids see things. Right. They and do. like my kids see that dad goes to work, he works hard. And I mm -hmm. tell them, you know, I tell my kids all the time not to judge people, but yeah. they ask questions. Right. They see another adult every single day in the same spot. They are gonna ask why. 
<laughs> he don't like he at work. What's going on with this dude? Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Because they, you know, and I think sometimes, like, in the moment, they need to see both sides of the track. Yeah. Nah, for sure. You know, they need to see what it looks like. And, I, and you know, they definitely push me to keep going, man. They, they my kids, my kids love it when I do something cool because mm-hmm. they, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's, and, and, and I want to impress them more than I want to impress anybody else. Hey, for sure. I hear mm-hmm. that. That's it. Well, yo, we're going to jump into one more track before we get up out of here and then uh, we'll end with our closing thoughts. So uh, stay tuned. Rest in peace, Nipsey. For real. Hey. I'm still at the crib, Nipsey hustling. Everything I got now, by to double it. By to make sure that the whole team bubbling. I get to the money, then I cuddle it, ayy. I'ma drop this shit and then they fuck with it, ayy. I'ma carve a lane and then I run with it, ayy. That's just how it go, that's just how it go. Flex, let them know, man, let them know. Yeah, pull out the vest, please. Pull out the jet skis. Slow and steady, win the race, yeah, that's the best speed. Why you mumbling, nigga? Say it with your chest, please. Niggas talk too much, I quietly collect fees. Brand new double lines for this life of ours. They see us glowing from afar, we live the life of stars. Them gold digging type of bitches ain't my type of bruh. But I can't dodge them when I pull up in these type of cars. Hey Adam, why these niggas still pursuing music? And why they playing with me? Why? And why she put pajamas on as if she stand with me? I got so many questions. Your whole career experimental, man, was really dusty. Mm. Since I got in the game, all I got was bucket. She down in front of tap the name, and I ain't have to touch it. Life get easy when your daily car the Lamborghini. You can't describe this type of glow, they'll just have to see. Yeah, we pull up smooth and keep on counting till we on the TV. They hate on everything I do, cause they just wanna be me. Never let that shit get in the way. Should've got that old three tattooed under my face, ayy. That's how much I believe that we got this. And honey gang, they came with me, we bout to pop shit. You see the way our chains glisten in the mosh pit. Spit it at the crib with the dairy in and it got me. I'm still at the crib, Nipsey hustling. Everything I got now, bout to double it. Bout to make sure that the whole team bubbling. Cause that's just how I go, that's just how I go. I'm still at the crib and we hustling. Everything I got now, bout to double it. Bout to make sure that the whole team bubbling. That's just how I go. Yeah. Gotta get to that money. There ain't no other reason to be out here. Exactly. Let's sit home and wait for that picture. <laughs> yeah, 25 years in a marriage. That shit can be gone if you take a left. I know exactly how my parents feel. It's like they keep on trying, but there's nothing left. Some days I just look up and I wanna. And other days I'm glad I got another breath. That's me being honest if you want the truth. Some of y'all just lie and say you at your best. I've been through too much to let these people take my shine. Soon as I get on, they gon' be asking if it's mine. How much for that whip? Yeah, yo, that's actually one of my new favorite tracks, man. By Just dope. Adam. It's actually, a, it's, a, it's just a vibe, yo. That was dope. That yeah. Was dope. I like the little Nip tribute, though. Yeah, for sure. I've been in the crib, Nipsey hustling. So fire. It is, right? Um, but any closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts, man, before we get up out of here for tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I want everybody to, yo, find yourself, man. Mm -hmm. Find yourself. I don't care what it takes. 
Mm-hmm. Find yourself. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 real out here. This world is crazy. For sure, man. And and it will disconnect you from who you are in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. Yeah. Be okay with who you are. Just accept accept who you are and become the best version of that you can. Hey, I hear that. I think um I totally echo that, man. And I think um all I can say is, man, you know, make sacrifices for the things you care about most. Um, I think that's probably one of the most important things you can do to graduate, you know, to where you desire to be. Because you got to let things go to create space for the things that you desire in life. The more you hold on to your baggage, to the things that you feel like plague you, you know, you're just basically holding yourself down. It's like wearing a weight while you're trying to swim in the ocean, you know? Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is, if I could just end with this one. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things I, 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 I remember reading is that you're a human being, mm-hmm. not a human doing. Mm. So just be. Mm. <laughs> I appreciate that. So we're going to take it out. Uh, Future Perfect, episode 86 in the yeah. books. Yeah, check us out. Officialfutureperfect.com. I mean, a, a, a special Future Perfect on Instagram. Uh, check out the playlist at Official Future Perfect on Spotify. And check out our website to learn more about the podcast in general at thefutureperfected.com. Thanks for joining us. And I'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.